also think that people have an unrealistic self-worth. So they mm. might think that they need to do more than what they, you know, maybe they just need to send a better intention to that situation. You know, like, I don't think you should be like divisive about a need or, um, or, you know, this, this dynamic of this and that, you know, like it's not this and that, but if you're conscious of something, if something comes into your consciousness, if you see a person or a situation comes into your mind, you need to deal with it because there's a reason you're seeing it. So you have the choice to look the other way or you have a choice to do what you can do or ask, say, show me, show me the highest good here. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's your responsibility because you are entitled to have a view, a viewpoint of it. Now it's your it's your choice to choose how you want to proceed. And you know, you have to know that you're gonna do the perfect thing for you at that time. And like you said, maybe it's like a, you know, like um like a mile marker on your soul journey, and we're here to get to certain levels. And so maybe when you're reviewing your life up, you know, after you separate from your body and your soul gets to have that life review, maybe that's a checkpoint that you say, oh, I did the right thing there. I almost did it, you know, and maybe that's your soul ascension. Who knows? But I would like to think that we do place these breadcrumbs, these check, check markers, benchmarks. And, and it's not that you have to be like this vigilante. It's just that you need to recognize it and send it the right energy and enough people thinking, Hey, this could be better. That's activating at an energetic level. So it's, yes. it's really important. It's like the power of prayer. I mean, look at that football player who was essentially dead on the football field, the Buffalo bills player. Um, how many millions of people were praying for that young man and he's recovering. I mean, it's just a miracle, right? I mean, To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes, we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we're speaking with Julie Hilson. She is a spiritual activator an author, a podcaster, and a curious mind. Her podcast and her book is Life of Love, A Joyful Guide to Self and Sensuality. Julie, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little more about you, please. Hi, Ed. Thank you for that warm introduction. That was just really nice of you. And yes, I'm, I'm just very honored to be here on the show with you and share the space. Um, yeah, I am a spiritual journey or I, I just love to the quest of exploring why I'm here, 
what's going on um questioning 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 and it's been um it's been a, a little bit of a rocky road because i was so plugged in to what society expected of me and you know, I, I was checking all the boxes and, you know, long story short, I just found myself in this place of why am I not happy? Why I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I have a master's degree. I have, you know, a loving husband. We have a very nice house. We have food on our table. I have two brilliant children, you know, but I was like, gosh, you know, I just, there's something more. And I just started to just really, really look into things and, and question everything. And, and it, was really hard because when you start questioning you start finding possible answers <laughs> and then you're uh. like whoa and then you have to search your soul that that you can accept that things aren't what you thought they were for so long and and um so that's just I just want to encourage people that are on the road and just let them know that all this is so worth it if you're questioning things and you're finding hard answers and it's difficult to swallow that's because you're you're in that field for a reason and and you're having these struggles so that you can rise up to a higher place. And so my goal is to help everyone find that sparkle, find their joy, find their strength to like have the courage to just look at things through a lens that is new, that isn't a program, isn't fed to you. Um, so yeah, I just I just adore meeting and sharing stories and getting insight and and just trying to remove some of the dichotomy in our world. Like there's there's a lot of answers to the same question. And, and so when we can get to that area of curiosity and exploration, I just think it it makes our, our lives so much richer and and just less con conflicted. You know, you think you're you think you're being opposing or oppositional or, you know, but you're not. When you bring up these things, you're opening up doors. It's not to cause divisiveness it's to to create inclusion so i just you know it's just so worth it and i just honor the platform you've made to have this this place to be curious to be authentic and and just to talk about stuff because there's a lot to talk about yeah i i reciprocate that because you're doing a similar thing out there you're having great conversations and that's how we learn so once we shift our mind from that lost, despair, dead inside, we find a way, a hope, a new beginning. And that is a rebirthing uh, way. Once you discover the things that you have to shed off of your old life, those people, places, and things, and discover the new nuances in our whole world. I mean, it, we limit ourselves in so many ways, and our mind is the biggest culprit of that. A lot of people don't understand there's much more to this world than what we actually see. There's things occurring in our universe all around us that actually sparks new energies and new beginnings. What what was that spark of a new beginning for you, Julie? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I guess it was finding love in myself for the first time. It wasn't looking for Big. love. 
Yeah, but I always thought, well, my husband's supposed to do this for me. He's he, you know, we have this contract together that we're supposed to love each other. And <laughs> and why isn't he loving me the way that it can make me so happy? And and I had to stop being a victim. And once I could look at my story from that lens of not being a victim and and being in charge of of my love and you know, it's not up to anyone else in my life to provide love. I have to, I, I have to start with myself and love myself. And once I, I looked at, I looked at, I looked in the mirror and I, I just gazed into my own eyes and said, I love you. Mm. And started to cry because all these layers yeah. could just fall down. Like I didn't have to pretend to be perfect. I didn't have to pretend to know everything. And I didn't have to, to try to show up in this way that, you know, was an ideal that only I had created in my own mind. Right. And so yeah. I think it was really that moment I could look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you and you are wonderful. And just knowing That's I'm a huge. Yeah. Divine. We're divine beings here. We really are. And what you're saying, there's so much out there that we don't get. That's part of it. It's our divine yes. connection. It's a quest. You know, quest. We, we are on this journey. And a lot of people make a quest out of material items, goods, and making fortunes and fame. That's not where it's at. The, the quest is a journey of inspiration and hope and divine intervention. There are things that happen to us that we'll never understand. And there's people that get placed in our life at the right moment, at the right time to help us bring ourselves out of that despair. All we have to do is really look for it and be open and in tune to it. What, what's your take on that? Absolutely. I'm in such in such resonance with that. And that intention to show up for the highest good every day. And if you can put yourself in that place, you know, you're not going to make any mistakes and you're going to see, you're going to see the signs and synchronicities that give you that strength to move on, that give you the signs you're in the right place. Like the checks will come, the abundance will flow because you're not focused on matter. Matter is the lowest vibration. Like you're saying, when you're, when you're going out looking for the That's car, right. when you're looking for the yacht, you're looking for all that stuff owns you. You got to take care of it all. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. If that's your bliss, if that's your joy, if you can take family and friends out on that yacht and you're in that place of, of divinity, hey, go for it. But just understand what you're paying to get to that and, and make it be a, an... Um, a worthwhile exchange of your energy. So if if you think about everything as energy, and this is metaphysics, you know, it's basic metaphysics, everything's energy. So your thought and your intention is the highest creative force. Anything that's matter has already been created. It's great. That's right. But it's already created. So that's not where the goo is. That's not where the magic is. I just, my whole book I wrote to help people just, it's simple. It's it's nothing complicated. I wrote it for the basic person just curious about spirituality. But it's written to, to spark what your soul likes and to explore that. And I even say, thank you for going on this quest for looking more. So looking for love inside yeah. yourself. Yeah, that that is the ultimate answer to everything. It's inside of you. And once you ground yourself to the ideas that you're just a person, but 
you're a person in this magnificent world. And I, I know you talk about being in tune with nature. Mm -hmm. That is so huge. You know, I've, I've had talks with people and I tell them, take a moment and lay down in the grass and just look at creation in, in its barest form. Watch the birds and the trees, the flowers and the squirrels, all of these things around us that most people, they don't tune themselves to nature. And I really think that's, that's part of our problem in the world today is we've gotten into that hard material vibration and we've gotten away from enjoying the here, the now, what, what is in front of you. And that's key. If we can identify those inner joys that make us special and each and every one of us is different. That's why the world is fascinating. Mm -hmm. God gave you a gift, whoever your God might be. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I know my God. I hope everybody has theirs because there is an obvious higher power. And once we tune into that, it makes the world a better place. I agree. And you said, you said a word that, again, it's like you're reading my soul because you said tune into nature. And yes. I believe that nature is giving us an attunement. Like when you go out, mm. the birds are singing at a frequency that it, it actually heals your DNA. That the yes. sequence, the, the vibration of the birds just singing, if you can just listen to them calling and they, they go back and forth, it's binaural beats the way they do it. I mean, if you really start going outside with the intention of you're being healed, you can sense, you can sense the mag, the magnificence of it, the magic of it. So it's really cool. And then you start looking at sacred geometry is in all the leaves and the trees and the symmetry of trees. And if you can, if you can tune in the sacred geometry of the leaves and, and everything in nature, that's your attunement visually too. And so, and even, I mean, this is, People are going to think, what, what, what is she talking about? But plants have a consciousness. Plants will grow towards mm -hmm. certain things. They, they have right. attached frequency meters to plants, and they do show signs of distress when you hurt them, when you destroy them. So it's not the consciousness that we humans have, or maybe a dog might have, but it's still a consciousness. And so That's being right. in nature is, is very... Um, it's it shows that we're all one when you get down to how everything is connected That's right. so it's it's beautiful and it's like you like you said tune in but also get your attunement so empowering yes yeah i like that i like that and you know it's it's so interesting if you actually do tune in and listen watch and observe you understand the different material layers involved in the creation you know like there's a there's an underlying mantle that holds everything together here but yet we have such vast differences like there's always pebbles or sand or something that allows the river to keep flowing 
so it doesn't erode at a rate that's too much. So there's a fine-tuned thing with nature, and if we don't tune into that, we're missing a lot. So I've spent a lot of time in nature. I, I love it. I, I live out here in the wilderness. I speak with the animals. I, I listen to them. And, you know, it's a great thing. Uh, I don't care if people call me crazy. I, I do it as the neighbors walk by, you know. I don't have a lot of neighbors, but there's some that, oh, there he is talking to the squirrels. But, yeah. you know, that's all right. <laughs> because I find joy in that and I'm in tune with what's around me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care what others perceive. I, I do in a way, but I, I care in a different sense in the matter. What I want them to see is me being the best me possible. And that's not possible all the time. And that's okay. Because day by day, we get a new beginning. Every time we wake up, you get to choose. What starts your day? I have a ritual. But mm -hmm. what starts your day? And how do you get that energy flowing? Because I can see that you're an energetic type of a person. And you mm -hmm. like to stay positive. What mm -hmm. keeps that going for you? Oh, Ed, that's such a great question again. Um, I I do. And and sometimes if I forget, I, I catch myself. But first mm. thing I do when I open my eyes, I thank God for this day. And I, I give gratitude yes. for the day. And then um, I'll, I check in with my body, I check in with all my systems. And, you know, it might be, you know, I'm thanking my legs for the, my muscles, they take me everywhere I go. I, I give some gratitude to every part of my body that I can think of because it's my, it's my vessel. This is my, this is my earth vessel and there's so much I need to do. And then um, I usually have a glass of water right by my bed. I go to bed with it. So I wake up and I chug that glass of water and I, I invite the angels in. I say, angels, I invite you in today and every day to show me the highest good that I can do with this day the highest outcome. And, you know, it's different every day what my highest good is. Some days I'm just trying to get through helping my family get their day going. And, you know, I have to go back to bed because I, you know, some days are just hard. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's less and less of those days. But um, I always start with inviting the angels, my guides in to help me reach the highest good. And, you know, there's there's a lot of times I'm just like, what am I doing? And and it always works out. Like there's always a reason why I'm here today. So I trust in the yeah. reason that I got here and it's easy to exit this place. So we have to acknowledge that this is a gift. Um, so yeah, I, yes. I try to start that, that, that gratitude and asking for the highest good. And um, it, it does change my whole outlook. You know, and if I can't show up in my highest self, I might avoid certain situations, but I'm, I'm very mindful of, of what I'm putting myself into. Yeah, I think that's key in life, being mindful, what we're putting ourselves into, because mm -hmm. we have to remember it's our choice. And, you know, I, I rely a lot on my wife. My wife keeps me straight. 
I've I've been with her 40 years this year, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I took advantage and kind of blew that off as a young man. She had the stamina and the strength to just keep me going and, you know, keep herself going. Mm-hmm. How important is partnership and, you know, family value to you? Oh, it's huge, huge, huge. And, you know, when I when I was able to have like um, a mission statement for my family, like, and, and to share mm-hmm. that, like, are you guys good with this? Like, you know, what what's our goal here as a family? We're here to be a team. We're here to support each other. We're sh- we're here to help each other show up outside of this house in the highest good. And our house is a sanctuary. And so if we need an argument, we have to argue we have to have this argument or this disruption for the highest good, not just to unleash fury on each other. You know, and I have teenage boys and my oldest is very strong-headed. He's a lot like me. He's a cancer and we go Ooh! And so just to be very mindful, you know, that this is our sanctuary and this is a place where we recharge. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. And having a partner that that is in alignment with that is it's essential. I mean, it's a basic. Yes. And like you said, your wife has pulled the line a lot and you're sounds like you're pulling the line more now or more evenly. But you know, there's some days where my husband has to pull the line harder than me. And, and that's part of having that's a team right. is you help each other. And then, oh my gosh, Ed, the hugest thing is just being grateful and saying it. Like I used to think that if I said, you are amazing and I can't believe um, how well you, my husband's a foot and ankle surgeon. So if I, if I like gave him a huge compliment, I, I thought I was like settling but that's not right. Like I had to reframe my mind, like being grateful and telling someone that they're awesome isn't settling, it's celebrating. But we get this idea that you're striving for more and more. And if you settle, you're not going to get to that next level that you want to have your highest, you know, your highest achievement, you know, when you're in that mindset of, of results, it's the results mindset, right? So I had to reframe my thoughts to being like, Oh my gosh, you, you're the best lover. I mean, you can, you are the, you're the way you kiss me is amazing or whatever it is that my husband does for me. Now I just celebrate it. And I tell him, I say, Oh my gosh, you know, you go to work and you take such good care of all your patients. They're so lucky to have you. And to say that to your spouse, to, to be their cheerleader, to be celebrating what they do and how they're showing up in the world instead of being like jealous or, oh, your your patients take so much of your time yeah. or, or, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a different way to look at your life. But when you celebrate because you're here in your home and you're going out and making the world better and you celebrate that instead of thinking there's this lack of scar- scarcity of attention or love, you know, it's like a, it's a whole different dynamic to to um, set your life upon and it changes things like when you can verbally tell someone that you love exactly what you love about them and why it's just magical but if you haven't done it it's sort of like this is weird like how how do I say this but once you just just rip off that band-aid and just throw the words out there and then you get affirmation the angels god you're you're the person you love loves you back harder It's, it's wonderful it's worth it yeah, that's that's true, Julie. You know, there was a time where 
my wife and I, we couldn't be truthful and honest about how we felt because we felt that we might lose one another. But mm-hmm. once we turned that truth stick on and we really started beating ourselves with it, that <laughs> changed our life. And now we're communicating in a different way and we're seeing what life is offering both of us instead of, like you stated, it's not a competition. This is about helping each other through without. I don't need something in return for what I do for my wife. Mm-hmm. I want to do it. I, I'm there and eager to help her. And that really changes the whole outlook. It's not mine. It's ours. And if you need it more than me, then have it. I, I don't care about material. It's one of those things I'm just so happy you've stuck it with me for so long and accept me for who I truly am. And once we found that, a miracle, you know, it's amazing, (laughs) wonderful, beautiful. Uh, So, yeah, I I agree. You know, that, that first relationship with your spouse is the most important one on this planet. And once we figure that out, we've got it made. We've got somebody that's going to help us up the ladder. And then when they get there, they'll help us up the ladder. And it's like that. You Mm -hmm. go back and forth. It's not always 50-50 for sure. I agree. I agree. And that, oh, that, that honesty, like you said, being with a stick, that's a great <laughs> metaphor because you do, you feel a little beaten down and, and you're exposed. Yes. I mean, you've taken off the armor and you're saying, yeah. take me or it could go the other way. And you have to be willing to yes. face that tiger. Yes. Big. And, and once you do, and it's over, God, you feel so wonderful. It's liberating. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I. It, it made me look at my life different, women different, men different. Mm-hmm. And now I study life and I study what's going on because I care now. It's a big difference. I love it. Mm. Yay. There's, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, there's yeah. something you talk about, uh, the Council of Light. Would you describe and tell us about this, what it is and what it's about? Yeah, the Council of Light, um, I think it means different things to different people. But to me, and this is all take what serves you and leave what doesn't, you know, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, They're beings of light, angelics, guides. It, It has to do with your Akashic records. It's the whole team that is here to help us ascend. And each person might have their own council of light, but mine, and some people identify with like galactic council of light. And I think there are galactics that have our free, you know, that have us, our lowly humans, like our earth situation. I think the galactics are watching out for us and it might even involve some of the the galactic federation. But um, a lot of things that I get as a download um, are reciprocated by many people who as who identify with the Council of Light at their level. 
So it's a whole, it's a framework of looking at things through vibration. And I, you know, maybe it's through metaphysical, if you want to put a label on it, it's hard to label, but it's, it's a frequency of information. When I tune in to this, to the, these guides, the council of light guides, I can see light and I get loving messages. Um, so I call them the council of light. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, so angels, people get mm -hmm. weary when we talk about angels, they say woo woo, all this, you know, but there's definitely something there that, you know, classify what you will, but there are what I classify as angels and they do protect us. Uh, I've, I've experienced hand-on things, 70 miles an hour, motorcycle, front tire pops. First time in my life, I wore a helmet. It ends up rolling over my head and setting up right on the side of the road. And as all of this was happening, I felt hands grab me and set me to the ground. Oh. It's like, it's still to the day, it, it's like, was it wind? You know, I question it, but no, there was hands that grabbed me and put me on the ground. And I walked away from that. I should have been dead. I walked away with a sprained ankle. And friends there rushing to help. It's like, well, what the heck? It changes your life when something like that happens. And there's many, many more accounts in my life where I've been rescued, saved, or sheltered from bad harm. And it just amazes me that people don't talk more about these things openly there's like a cloak being put over experiences so we're not aware of what's actually happening to us mm -hmm. what is your thought on experiences like that yeah I mean I just got chills up one whole side of my body when you told me about that and that's that's the angels telling me that definitely they were involved <laughs> so beautiful. oh yeah and uh, it's, um, I don't think people realize there have been, there have been contracts made, there have been overlays put on our consciousness that need to be released. And I think that's part of the cloak. Um, it's part of the stigmatism. I mean, we, we had a whole movement where organized religion tried to subverse any kind of any kind of spiritually strong woman, any divine feminine was a witch. I mean, yes. there's anything, you know, if you look at the pagan, the pagan religion there, yes, there were dark pagans, but there are also light pagans who, who were bringing in light and love. And there, there are all kinds of cultural traditions that have to do with spirituality that had to be hidden or else they were just going to get, you know, murdered. So there's there's a lot of our 
epigenetics, like our DNA that we've inherited through generations where this hasn't been a safe space. And it's it's becoming yeah. more and more safe. So I think it's justified. Like I have compassion for people who can't speak, you know, you know, freely about it because, you know, they probably have a past life where they are burned at the stake. I mean, I wouldn't talk about it either if I like, like I've gone through past life regressions and dealt with being stabbed in the back and and murdered. I was murdered in the Egyptian. I was a priestess in Egyptian temple and I was murdered by my students. I mean, I had to go through and and heal those past life situations and forgive, forgive that those people because they didn't know any better. And, you know, and I know that I can't let fear hold my message back because that was in the past and I'm here to relive and revisit these things. So it's, it's really cool when you start really diving into why, why some people won't say anything or they'll only say something if they feel very safe. Um, and I have had more and more people tell me about their experiences and they're just beautiful. It's just amazing. Yeah, there there are definitely those spirits that want to make sure you don't find your light. Right. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. But mm -hmm. there are definitely those that are guiding us and... You know, we we look at that as woo woo, but there there are definitely times like, for instance, my wife. She was walking down the street and this little old lady was carrying bags. My wife decided to help her along and. Uh, she finally said, well, here, here's your bags and parted. Because I guess she lived there or something. I don't remember the full story right off, but she walked away. And as soon as she walked away, she turned around and the old lady was gone. She, she wasn't there anymore. It's, you never know when you're entertaining an angel. And sometimes I think they're there to give you a test and identify where you are or is your spirit in the right place mm -hmm. so whenever you see a need or something in our world is it our job to participate and make sure that need is fulfilled yeah and i I think that it is. And, but I also think that people have an unrealistic self-worth. So they mm -hmm. might think that they need to do more than what they, you know, maybe they just need to send a better intention to that situation. You know, like, I don't think you should be like divisive about a need or, um, or, you know, this, this dynamic of this and that, you know, like it's not this and that, but if you're conscious of something, if something comes into your consciousness, if you see a person or a situation comes into your mind, you need to deal with it because there's a reason you're seeing it. So you have the choice to look the other way or you have a choice to do what you can do or ask, say, show me, show me the highest good here. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's your responsibility because you are entitled to have a view 
a viewpoint of it. Now it's your it's your choice to choose how you want to proceed. And you know, you have to know that you're going to do the perfect thing for you at that time. And like you said, maybe it's like a you know like um like a mile marker on your soul journey and we're here to get to certain levels. And so maybe when you're reviewing your life up, you know, after you separate from your body and your soul gets to have that life review, maybe that's a checkpoint that you say, oh, I did the right thing there. I almost did it, you know, and maybe that's your soul ascension. Who knows? But I would like to think that we do place these breadcrumbs, these check, check markers, benchmarks. And, and it's not that you have to be like this vigilante. It's just that you need to recognize it and send it the right energy. And enough people thinking, hey, this could be better. That's activating at an energetic level. So it's yes. it's really important. It's like the power of prayer. I mean, look at that football player who was essentially dead on the football field, the Buffalo Bills player. Um, how many millions of people were praying for that young man? And he's recovering. I mean, it's just a miracle, right? I mean, he was... Yeah. I mean, he's a right. very fit man, but holy cow, you know, like everybody was praying for that man. Even the ESPN announcer, right. did you see it? It was on air? I did not. I Stop. did not. ESPN sports announcer just said, I need to pray. And he stopped and he prayed from his heart to God. Wow. And it was just, I started That's crying. Amazing. I was like, I would, if if I could get someone on the network TV of ESPN to pray. I think I'd go unconscious for a while. I mean, I'd do that for humanity. Yeah. What a great calling. Yeah. Like that, that guy is like, <laughs> what a, yeah. you know, it stinks that that happened. But if you look at through the lens of that was his soul ascension and he needed to pass that, that benchmark and he activated all these people to, to look to God to help. That's pretty cool. That's right. But unity. You know, when when we do something in unity, mm. that's power, prayer, movement, whatever. Mm -hmm. When we get people behind it, that's powerful. And you can move mountains quickly. Yeah, yeah it's like the ant colony. So, yes. So don't put pressure on yourself that you have to be perfect in taking the action. Just take some action. You don't yes. have to have your ego say, well, you can't make a difference. You're just this one person. You know, that's the that's ego right. saying you're not powerful enough. You need to stay safe. You know, just that's right. Do what you can because it's enough. It's beautiful. And, and that points us back to when you show people instead of just tell people, <laughs> you can change lives, you know, because people watch. They, they don't necessarily listen, but they do watch. And if you show them and show them and show them, it starts breaking off like crumbs and everybody wants the crumbs once they see it. So yeah, it's up to you to take action. And the positivity that we have to have in our life, it's your responsibility to do that each and every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I just love it when we bring clarity to situations so everybody is on the same page mm -hmm. and it seems like our world is so polarized and off the beaten path nobody can do that right now they they want their 
point of view heard, and that's it. It's time to set back and take some listens in. And it really does change how you think about things. This social media has made it so we have this platform. It's really about how we use it. We can use it for the good or we can use it for nefarious purposes. And once we start using it for good, that can elevate voices. What, what, what type of things do you do to help elevate voices? Mm. Well, I, I acknowledge, I acknowledge when there's a voice that is accepting. And I also, I try to tell people, I see you. And even if I don't agree with what they did, I see them as a person and I don't have to agree with what someone does. I don't have to agree with what someone says, That's right. but just saying, I hear you. I hear you. And I see you. And people yeah. aren't their actions. You're not what you do. Yeah. So, so those, those uh, people that take action instead of, reaction mm. are the people that we should actually watch a little more right I, i've right. noticed i've noticed there's a lot of media on individuals and i i don't need to name names everybody can see them for themselves where they're loud and they need to be heard instead of just bringing the viewpoint out so people can determine for themselves. I think we really need more of that self-determination. What's your thought on that? Right. I think you touched on the idea of, re, you know, you want to respond instead of react. And so that's yeah. what I, I try to like or share anybody who, who has that uh, mindset to look at things from different points of view or to to acknowledge that there's there's some control going on there's a there's like a fear paradigm going where there you know certain people are trying to manipulate our minds because if you're in a fear mode if you don't think your body's strong if you don't think the world is mostly good people with a few bad actors thrown in then um I try to I try to support and and share the messages that are uplifting that are inspiring or just more dynamic in their view, right? Like you can tell the people that are just trying to stir things up or, you know, you get these yes. messages, it's headlines. And then you read the article and the article doesn't really have anything to do with the headline. It's just like a, yeah. it's just to activate people and, you know, Oh, did you see this article? Well, no, the article doesn't even say what the headline suggests. They're just trying to bait click you. Right. right. So just, you know, just looking at social media with that, with that um, lens that there's a lot of bait clicking, there's a lot of false flag, excuse me, false flags, and um, just know that there's a lot of manipulation going on. So I I do try to limit my social media. And and if someone's too polarizing, I just unfollow them. And so my feed is, my feed is pretty spiritual. And it's pretty, um, animal centric. I have a lot of animal videos on my social media. 
and I love, yeah. you know, the the Shawshank Redemption. Like he's like, mm. I've been on the inside too long. <laughs> like you know, all the pets looking out the window. I love that Shawshank. <laughs> so uh. I just I try to focus on those more because you know, media our, our devices are here to en- enhance our lives. If it's not enhancing your life, just turn it off. Go outside. You know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's the biggest key right there. You know, you have the power to just turn it off. Yeah. And and if it, we have to really determine what we're going to allow to suck us in. And I've <laughs> been learning myself. I stay off of those socials as much as possible. I have to get on to, you know, see if people's asking questions or share my thoughts. But I, I think it's polluted in many ways. And uh, that's why I'm out there. Hopefully, people will connect and want to actually do good instead of just the basic you know, shout. Uh, I'm not into that anymore. I, I really want action taken instead of being mad and angry. We as a society, when we put our thoughts together, instead of arguing and looking for action, we can actually do something. And that's right. that's my hope and will that people will start coming together more and more. And that's what podcasting does. You know, that it allows these great conversations like this. Yeah, I agree. It's it's pretty magical to connect and and just share like this. So yes, thank you for thank you for sharing your ideas and your introspection and and how you navigate it. I know I was interviewing some people and they're like, well, you're not really active on Instagram. I was like, yeah, it doesn't resonate with me, you know? And and nothing against right. Instagram, but then I, I was like, you know what I'm missing? I'm missing helping to spread. So, Ed, I'm the same way. I, I feel like I need to enter the space, but I do it. I do it with, um, you know, it's sort of like when you go to a swamp, you know, there's alligators. You got to have <laughs> your boat. Yeah, you <laughs> enter with right. caution. It's like we need to look at it as a big swamp. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like that, you know, and once we bring that awareness to ourselves we can actually control what's happening in our little bubble a little bit better mm-hmm. and and you know once we start doing that our bubble actually starts growing with what we want instead of what we don't want <laughs> and it's hard to clear yourself from that at times for sure mm-hmm. is there anything important that we've missed in our conversation that you want to bring out and share with us? Oh, well, I was thinking I would like to share that um, I mentioned that there are overlays or there's contracts that have been put in place that we don't even know about. So I want Mm -hmm. people to know that with intention, if they can get quiet, they can say, you know, just say it in their heads or out loud I hereby dissolve all contracts, conscious and unconscious, that have been placed on me. And I am free from them, sending them away to where they can be served better. And just understand that you can cancel these things, that you have power to do this. 
and it's it's in your control because there's energetics that you know these these abilities of spirituality it's they've been submerged and the people who want to control they've been using these overlays on us they've been placing these on us and i'm not i'm not trying to make people scared i'm just want to empower you that if you feel like you're being held down if you feel like this is something you're curious about but you just can't even understand how to even go there you might just start by saying i own my sovereignty and i'm clearing these any of these connections you know you can't see them but once you start to clear them you'll feel it and you can also use i mean some people use bowls and they hit the bowl you can use a single bell and just clear your energy field by striking a bell and having the intention of clearing it that it's under your control and you're not going to be influenced by any negativity cuz there's there's some there's some stuff like when you watch when you watch any violent movie when you're exposed to any satanic thing i mean there are things that we've been exposed to that we didn't understand when we were children or we didn't we didn't get that we were being exposed to something demonic and there there is demon there are demons around us i mean but our guardian angels protect us right but your mind can't your human mind can't determine what's real or or a movie when your eye see it your your brain thinks it's real so you need to remove right. any of these negative situations that you've you're privy to or unconscious to and and ask them to be you know just sent off because we don't need them anymore and we need to claim it we need to have no consent to these things and just really if you can watch what you're spending your attention on not just social media i'm talking like films like everything that you expose yourself That's to right. you got to understand that that is going into your brain and you know you might need to clear out the episode of yellowstone because it was really violent that time or you know like and i love yeah. watching Tulsa king you know it's like i love that that series but after i watch it i've got to clear it I've got to clear that energy from me. And some yeah. people are more sensitive, but we're all sensitive. It's just the people that are willing to say, yeah, that affected me, you know? So I just want people to That's understand right. they have power over that. You know, it, it's interesting. Just this morning, I was going through my little morning news articles and whatnot. Nancy Pelosi had an exorcism done at her home so it, it, it's amazing to me that that even came out on a public news channel and people talking like that but that goes along the line of you've got to clear that stuff out and there is ways of doing that so yeah i, I found that very interesting the times we're living in I'm just so curious and, you know, I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. It's, yeah, it's and a, I, it's a I joy think, now. Yeah, it is. I think Ed, it's going to be really, really interesting to the people who are willing to see it because I did not see that headline, mm -hmm. but knowing what she's been through and, and the way she speaks and then some actions that her husband's had to face his consequences of what he's done um yeah it's really really interesting and and there's been you know i don't want to get into rituals mm -hmm. but there's been some rituals and uh 
yeah. So, whew. and you don't, I mean, it doesn't have to be something you know about. It could just be that there's, there's right. a house in your neighborhood and you don't even know, but you drive by it. So you've got to clear that from your, you got to clear it from your community. I mean, all the sex trafficking right. stuff, we've got to clear that out. Nobody agrees with that. I mean, 99% of the population does not agree with it. So, you know, that's up to us to say, this isn't what we're about. That's the point. That's right. To notice that you know, house, that's a little, there's something going on and everyone knows in the neighborhood, there's something going on. Like, it's up to us to say, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and more and more, I think people are starting to get that. It's starting to manifest in ways that people are kind of tired of all of the disgust and mm -hmm. it is up to us to clean it out. So it is, it's one of those things, you know, one more question before I kind of end this, how much of the social signals in our world has actually molded you into what you are today? Wow. I'd say, I'd say it had a huge role. It had a huge role in my unhappiness. And mm -hmm. I had to hit that unhappiness of social expectations to realize I wasn't living in my joy. And without that mirror yeah. of social expectation, I couldn't have seen it. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, what what we live is who we are. So it, it's always a choice. Do you yeah, have a call to action? Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's what that's the danger of living for other people's affirmations, living according to what how people react to you. It's a huge danger because right. you get that feedback and you're like oh, well, that was good because they were happy. But are you happy? So yeah, so it's this new yes. and great thing. Um, yes, yes, I call that, to action. I love it. It's huge. Um, people want to check out my book. I just, you know, it's written easy. You can connect to your angels with the words I give you. Um, if that's something you want to do, or there's just prayers um, to help with anything that I suggest that you try to look at in your life, I give uh, devotions, because I think a lot of people want to help. They want to get help from their guides and God and Jesus, angels, goddess, whatever you want to ask for help from, but they just don't know how to ask. So I give the words to, to, you know, put the intention out there and how to reach your goals and how to, how to find your joy. It's, it's really fun. I have, I have worksheets. I have, you know, circle your joy list and I have suggestions about what you can do to bring more joy, what your family can do. And it was just such a, a pleasure to put this book together because it, it really defines what it is to you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you suggestions for your soul search. So I'm really happy to give this tool to anyone who's interested in it. And um, it's really an easy, fun read. So yeah, if you want to check out my book, I'd be really happy. And I'm I'm still a new author, so reviews are huge on Amazon. If you guys can review me and maybe check out my podcast and um, my website, youneedapeptalk.com is always a place to reach me or, or to find out content I'm putting out. Um, I'm on Instagram and uh, yeah, Facebook. 
all that good stuff. So thank you. So, so what, what's the best way for people to reach out? Probably go to my website. It has all my contact information. Or they can they can DM me on Instagram. I'm Jay Hilson, H-I-L-S-E-N. They can direct message me if they have an you know immediate concern. I, I check that like once or twice a day. Um, but yeah, probably not email. My email is getting bogged down <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another one of those nightmares, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julie, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. I love what you're doing. We're going to add the book to our read list and we'll get that ordered out. Uh, thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast and sharing with our listeners today. It's been an honor, Ed. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.